Welcome to another episode of Eat Shit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food, but maybe not today. I'm Jared, and with me as always is John D. And what's this week we're talking about? Um, it's a bird <laughs> and it's a plane, but nope, it's just a travel episode. Um, did you practice flying before you flew the first time, or did you just wing it? So that's a really terrible joke, but the first time I flew, I was like four. So I don't remember if I practiced or not. Oh, so you just winged it. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a really terrible joke. Yes. You always put real dumb things when you make up the, the I don't always. Titles. Like 80% of the time. Name one time. Um, what did I read? Like, um, do, you de- do you delete it when you do it? No, the, everything we've ever done is still in this document. You just have to scroll down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've deleted it. No. Um, yeah. Look, there's even one that says miscellaneous garbage. Yeah. Okay. You've deleted it a couple of times because I know that you had something really retarded in the in the um, in the one about gardening, and it's not there oh, anymore. Oh no. Yeah. You 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 deleted it. Uh. Yeah, you had something really silly in the gardening one. Well, today we're talking about games about traveling or travel or vehicle or travel. Yeah, birds, plane, not birds. It's <laughs> <laughs> just because I have bird there. Planes, um, planes trains, automobiles, automobiles bicycles, uh, you know, what have you. Things that you travel in. Ships. In or on. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So jumping right in there. Um, we will talk about. Tim Fowers made yep. a game about um, travel. Yep. We've played it. Um, it's official. I think you can you can buy it now. I think on his website, on Fowers Games website, or actually right now, because this is Wednesday of, of Gen Con. You can buy it at you Gen Con. You can buy it right now um, at Gen Con. Well, it, it tomorrow. Hold on. If you're listening to this from Gen Con, just go buy it at Fowers Booth. Here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this episode at Gen Con, I want you to pause it, look up from where you are, and just as loud as you can. Just scream, just just scream at the top of your lungs and then go back about your business. Because if I hear a random scream, I would be like, yeah, yeah, that's dude. right. Somebody's <laughs> OK, anyway, so starting, if, out, if you're listening uh, to this on Wednesday, uh, on the day we release, then tomorrow is Gen Con. And um, tomorrow, just go to Fowers Games booth. Uh, is he going to have a booth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. I'll um, go talk to him and be like, hello, sir. And say, hey, um, Eat Chit and Dice talked about now boarding. And well, we haven't talked about it yet. Well, we're getting ready to. So <laughs> so now boarding um, is the first travel game that we are going to talk about. And we recently sat down and played now boarding and we mm-hmm. liked it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there were a few issues a few that we things. had that I think were more about were our group's problems. Yeah. I mean, there were a few things that we we thought could be improved. Like, I think the board is a little bit too small. I, I believe it is too small, but I think our main problem was with the sand timers. So there's two, <laughs> there's two sand timers that come with the game and you're supposed to, you have 30 seconds to do all the stuff on your turn. But the first turn we used the wrong yeah, sand we timer. Did. We did the first and time. And we were like, okay, let's just not use the sand timer anymore. Cause this isn't enough time to do anything. We don't know what we're doing. We're learning this game. And besides we used the wrong sand timer and we didn't notice until, uh, I don't know. But here's here's my opinion on the timer in general. I I don't I think it I think that it just is not entirely necessary. Um, no, it's not. 
I can see where it would add another level of chaos or another level of like. It's difficulty. Uh, yeah, a level of difficulty, a level of, you know, oh, my God, I have to hurry up and get this done. I have to uh, hurry up and get this okay, done. Okay, So here's here's the way the game works. Right. And this is probably knowledge that you should have before you agree or disagree about sand timers in the game. Um, it's not exactly a cooperative game, but it's not like uh, it, it's not a head to head versus. You have to win the game together, though. Yes. Um, so on your turn, you well, can move your airplane on, on the turn, on the turn, everybody you can has move your together. airplane from wherever it is to wherever you want to go. If you have enough speed and if you pass, if you go to an airport, you can drop people off. You can pick people up. And the point is it's an airport game and you are taking travelers from airport to airport and you have to get them there before they get too angry. So every round that people are left at an airport, they get anger cubes and it's like the disease cubes in pandemic. You know, they're bad. You don't want them. You want to get rid of them. And if you have too many of them, you lose just the game just ends. So you were supposed to do all this stuff and everybody's grabbing all over the, the board because it's, it's not very big. It's, Maybe the size of like a sheet of legal paper. Maybe. I think it's smaller than that. It's longer than that, I think, but thinner. Well, I don't know the exact dimensions, yeah, but it's either. it's extremely chaotic that everybody in a four player game is grabbing around trying to do stuff. And it can be up to five players. So we just opted not to use the timer because. Because um, we're stupid, I guess. Well, the way that the turns are laid out, you can only move a certain number of squares depending your, on your speed. Your speed. So. Yeah. I understand the point of the timer is that you can't sit there and plan out your moves and right. discuss them with right. the players. You can't be like, okay, I'm going to go here and then you pick this guy up and you go. And then we'll, so you I can't think, talk about your turn. I think you if you're playing, go. I think if you're playing the game with people that aren't gamers, you absolutely would need a timer. I think, Oh, I don't know. I would say the exact opposite. Really? Because you think if you don't play, if you play a lot of, let's say you're me. You play a ton of these co-op games where you're going to lose, like Pandemic, Flashpoint, Police Precinct. You would be tempted to alpha game it. I would. Yeah. But I can with see the that. with the if you've got that timer, then you can't alpha game it. I don't know. There's pros and cons to the timer. I think if you're learning the game, don't use the timer. If you're and playing with people, start using the timer once you're used to the game. If you play with people that don't know how to play these strategy games, you know, go slow, walk them through it. Yeah, don't use the yeah. timer. So I think something that will happen when you're using the timer. So um, you'll knock it over and uh, <laughs> no. Everything? So one problem that I think is going to happen. So you can only travel along certain routes based yes. on your airline. And I think you can when upgrade to you can upgrade. Air, but I think spaces. until you've done the upgrades, I think when you are using the timer, you're going to have people that accidentally cheat. Because you're going to be like trying to hurry oh, up and fly. Yeah, you and cheated accidentally. Yeah, yeah. and you, like two you, turns later, I realized. And so did so did Cat. She was had, like, "Oh crap!" You had the orange plane, and you flew on the red yeah, line, or yeah. the other way around, just because you thought it was the other one. Yeah, and some so of the Kat colors are too. very close. Like the blue and the purple yeah. are very close. Um, and I think that when you're using a timer, I think that would happen more often because you just wouldn't time be thinking, look, and you yeah. just be like, "Oh, I need to get from this airport to this airport. I've got thirty seconds. Day, I'm going to go this way." Yeah. And I think that would happen more because you just wouldn't be thinking and you'd be like hurrying up to get where you need to go. Um, and I definitely want to go back. I, I really liked the game a lot. And um, I think we'll go back and play it some oh, more yeah. and we'll definitely use the timer. Yes. Um, 
I do think the board needs to be bigger or the or the chits, the, the weather chits need to be smaller. Yeah, because those are... <laughs> they were too big for <laughs> that board. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed the game. I think it's a good game. Um, for it's, it's a lot of game for what you oh, for, yeah. for the for the price. I have no idea what the price is. <sighs> I, I looked. Um, Great. And now I'll have to look again. But I want to say it's like twenty five. Oh yeah, that is twenty five or thirty. It's not a terribly expensive game. That is pretty. I mean, that's uh, that's a it's a good uh, yeah. It's I don't know. It's forty two dollars and eighty two cents. <laughs> what? Um, what? That does not seem right. I don't know. That's just what it says on his website. It might. Be, I'm maybe that's with tax and everything. It might be a forty dollar game. Maybe um, that might be with tax and because it says that's free shipping on all orders to the U.S., U.K., and Germany. So that might be with uh, shipping and everything. So, so but yeah, that's, I still think it's that's like a forty dollar game. That's a that's a lot of game for forty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good, it's a really good game. The com- components are really good. So, and it does um, a thing that like small world. Depending on the player count, you use a different board. So this one has a like two to three player board. Yeah. And then you flip it over and it's five, six player board. Yeah. So So it does. I don't know. The two, three player board might be more manageable. Yeah. It doesn't have Seattle on it, I think. Um, It's got less airports airports on it for the for the less players. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm looking at the two player side now. And yeah, it's uh, it is smaller. Yeah. It's got less airports. So, yeah. Um. You're looking for a fun travel game or a fun um, kind of real time cooperative game. Or if uh, you're super autistic and love memorizing airport codes. Yeah. My husband kept referring to ORD as Orlando. And I was like, that's not Orlando. No. Like that's Chicago or it's O'Hare Airport. That's yeah. Chicago. It's not Orlando. Yeah. And it kept confusing me. He was like, I'm going to I'm going to Orlando. I'm going to Orlando. And I was like, what? Like, Orlando's not on this map. No. Like, that's Miami. And he was like, no, it's it's ORD. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not that's not yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyway, it's it's a fun game. So I recommend it if you're going to Gen Con, um, pick up now boarding and tell them that Eat Chit and Dice sent you. You know what? If you're not going to Gen Con, you're still allowed to buy it. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it, it will be available on their website. Right now, you can pre-order it yes. on their website. All right, great. Uh, on to Kickstarter. Um, okay. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm just. That I'm excited. threw me off a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, so we're going to talk about a, a, another thing that we talk about all the time. So we're gonna we're gonna be briefer on this one. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. Is there a specific uh, version of Ticket yeah, to I'm Ride? Yeah, I want to talk about like? New York. Okay, so we haven't talked about that one. That's fairly new. Uh, it was available only at Target. Okay. It says two to four players. Do uh-huh. not play it with four players. Okay. It the, the board is small. Okay. It's, it's extremely small. It's the one that's the one with cars. It uses right? taxis. Okay. It's gonna take it says ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, I don't um, like that. No, actually, yeah. So we Kat and I played a two player game and it took fifteen minutes. Oh. So yeah, it's it's pretty spot on. But then I was like, Oh yeah, I, I mean, okay. So yeah, this is pretty good for two to three players. And I looked and I was like, two to two to four. Don't do not play this with four players. Well, I saw some pictures of it, and it did look like a pretty small board. Yeah, it's, um, hmm, hmm. Well, I could just reach over here and grab it. So, I know you guys can't see this. Well, they could if I took a picture and yeah. posted it. 
Well, okay, so here's the board, John D. I'll take a picture, and you'll even see pictures of Jared, like, pulling it out while he's recording. Oh, no, 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 I have the board in my hand. That's all I'm doing. I'm not doing anything weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this is this is the board. Look at this. So, you know, it has the normal Ticket to Ride stuff where you put the stuff down. You know, you go from... They're not, yeah, that's a they're really not, small board. They're not stations. So you're not going from train station to train right, station. Right. You're going it's to like tourist destinations. Tourist destinations. Okay. Yeah. So that's really cool. The route claiming works exactly the same way that it does in Ticket to Ride. You know, you have the set collection thing uh-huh. where you you play down things to right, claim the routes. Right. Um, and it's got a couple of the dual tracks that don't apply in a two-player game. Mm-hmm. But like, this is not enough game for four players. No. There's not enough. You'd be fighting over stuff yeah. so bad. Like, And that's a little bit of what you need to do in Ticket to Ride, because there needs to be some competition, yeah. but that would be ridiculous no, in a no, four-player game. This is three players maximum, Pops, in my opinion. Yeah. That would be uh, a really good really two-player well. Yes. Two players. Ticket to Ride in New York works really, really well. So is this absolutely only available at Target, or will you maybe be able to pick it up at Gen Con? The people that I talked to... The Asmodee guys that were demoing it at Origin said it was a Target exclusive. And I asked, is it a timed exclusive? Is it forever an exclusive? And he went, I don't know, man. I'm just a, <laughs> just a booth volunteer. Oh. So <laughs> as far as I know, it's probably going to be a Target exclusive. Now, did you buy it at Origins? No, I bought it at Target. Bought it at Target. Yeah, okay. I, 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 mean, I bought it at Target because it's a Target exclusive. Right, it's like okay. 20 bucks. Huh. So, I mean, a new Ticket to Ride game, a two-player game. 20 bucks. Well, and you know, Ticket to if, ride you, New York. if you sit at home, like with your, with your significant other, it's always great to have a new, um, two player game. Yeah. And it's got the Fonz on the cover. Oh my God. That totally <laughs> looks like the Fonz. Seriously. Yeah, I want to picture that too. Every, that's the Fonz. That is, that is Arthur Fonz. That is absolutely the he's Fonz. Saying, hey, yeah. Ticket that to ride New York. Fonz. Um, I'm not a, big fan of the stuff that they use the pawns the taxis i i think and this would have been a very different game i think they should have done the new york subway system which was the joke that we came up with (laughs) yeah it is the joke we came up with but for a two-player ticket to ride game i think what they did with the tourist destinations is great and there's an extra mechanic where if you connect the ones that have like the the one here yeah you get an extra point that's very cool it does not have the scorekeeping board around the border. Yeah. So it's got my least favorite thing in there that I absolutely hate. A piece of paper. I hate, <laughs> hate that. So it comes with a score pad and a, a little golf pencil. You know what I do with those? I just keep score on a calculator on my phone. Yeah, we didn't use one. We just had a piece of paper next to us and we wrote down um, our scores. I just I just keep score on it like a calculator on my on my phone or something. I don't like to have to like you end up what what you end up going through all of those. I mean, there's probably like a hundred in there. So I mean, you, I mean, you probably won't go through all of you them. You probably anymore. won't, but that's not the point. Like, if this was at a cafe. If yeah. this was, which by the way, I I do recommend, if you are a board game cafe, it would be a good. It cafe would be game. a good cafe game because yeah. it's short, and it works with a low player count. So um, if it, it just like obviously, two or three people if come you're in. yes, yes, if you're a board game cafe, you're going to have a regular ticket to ride. Well, and here's a good idea: like if you are a board game cafe, laminate some of those. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, if they are like um, welcome to dot dot dot. Love that game. 
those are worth laminating. Yeah. This, I think it's worth just just take yeah. them out of the box and be like, oh, yeah, man, they, uh, other people already use them all. They're sorry. They're gone. Just use a scrap paper. Because it doesn't matter. Or laminate ones. Um, it's just for you. People like them for fun. It's but just yeah. right down like, okay, I scored 30 points on my taxis uh, and I got two extra points. Yeah. But games, I mean, it, it, games that need score pads, like seriously, laminate some. Yeah. Um, in in uh, board game cafes, if you laminate them and then have some dry erase markers, seriously, that's going to save you needing to have pencils in your place. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, but... Okay, so what... I'm sorry, what is next? Um, oh, flam, flam rouge. Right? Is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay, cool. It's a bicycle game. Do you say flam or flam? I don't know what it is. I don't speak French. I always say flam. Flambe. You flambe. I, I, don't, I also don't know why it's called that. Is that like the name of a famous bicycle course in France or I something? I was thinking maybe you know it's some what? sort maybe of... Anyway, so Flamme Rouge is a bicycle racing game. and It's a programming. It's a, yeah, it's a programming bicycle racing game that we played for the first time at a small, like, um, anime slash, um, it's like a, it was like a yeah. multi-fandom convention. It was a convention. It, it was a fun, we really liked it. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, the convention fact, or the game? The game. Or both? I mean, that convention was all right. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, I like it. I like it, too. I'm sad that it's no longer happening. So, um, yeah, Flammarage was a lot of fun, and I actually went out and bought it after we played it. So, it's a pro- like like you said, it's a programming game with with bicycles. You've got... Um, and I keep thinking, I have the bicycle race on. Oh, my now. God. It means red flag. Oh, well, that... It is a red flag that is displayed with one kilometer remaining from the finish line of a race. Oh, well. Usually suspended over the road. Follow a wheel. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what that part means. Okay. Well, now we know what it means. Follow a wheel is the ability to follow a wheel in its ability to match the pace of riders who are setting the tempo. What? What? So it's like a pace car and bicycle. I I guess. Sounds Uh, like a pace car. Yeah, I guess so. Um, anyway, if you uh, are interested, go to Wikipedia and type glossary of cycling because there's a bunch of. Well, the follow, follow a wheel yeah. sounds like a pace car kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes, it is a bicycle racing game. You have cards that have numbers on them. Um, if you play the cards, you kind of I mean, there's a lot of strategy because you, you kind of want to hold on to your big cards well, it's it's a there. Basically, you end up getting cards in the put into your deck that cause you that make you tire out. And yeah. So no, no matter when you play your big cards, you're gonna end up having to play your cards that show that your bicyclist is tired out. So it's a matter of balancing out when you're gonna play the cards that make your bicyclist or your cyclist go further and when you want to play the ones that make them go a little bit slower because it's all about pacing and just like it would be like when a cyclist would actually be riding sometimes you want to pace yourself so you know you're you're trying to figure out when you're programming playing your cards um you're kind of figuring out what the other guy's going to do and you want to pace yourself to try to you want to win but you want to win by what i'm saying is you know you want to pace yourself so you're going to tire out there's an expansion that's coming out this year. I believe it's coming out at Essen. I believe. 
Oh, and there's slipstreams. Slip yes, yes. Which is really cool. Uh, I, I think, I don't know. We played the game. I won barely, but I don't know that I had a lot of fun playing it. I enjoyed the game. The theme is definitely unique, but I didn't immediately rush out and say, I need to buy a copy of this game. I need this game in my collection. I've played it two or three times now, um, and I really enjoyed it. And it wouldn't normally be a theme that I would jump at, um, but I did buy the game. I didn't like run specifically look for it, but the next time I think I was in the game store and it was mm. there, I purchased it because I was like, hey, I really liked that game, and there it is on the shelf. So... Um, it's not like I left the game convention and said, I have to go buy that game right now. But it was one that when I did see it on the game shelf, I chose to purchase it. Um, I, if you're going to play a bicycle game, would buy Bicycle. You've talked about that one before. (laughs) It's it's Bicycle, but it's spelled B-I-S-I-K-L-E. And it uses a little, it's not a marble, but it's like a, a little plastic ball with sand in it. Yeah, you've talked about that. And you that have to like before. flick it and do a backspin on it and Yeah. It's very similar. You know what? I'm gonna very similar I'm gonna to like ruin your car, yeah, right? I'm gonna ruin I'm gonna ruin this list. That's okay. And we're gonna move this down and we're gonna put pitch car right now. You don't have to move everything around. It's too late. I already did it because yeah, it is whoops. I mean you just cross things out, but <laughs> it is very similar to another game that's on our list, Pitch Car. Yes. So there's there's three games. Yeah, the, you've talked about this exact same yeah. thing before. There's Pitch Car, there's Carabonde, which are the exact same game. Yes. And then there's Rhodes's Stirs with a Z in the middle, awkwardly, and Bicycle Bicycle that are the exact same game. So it really depends. Do you want a cool wooden track with a wooden disc, like a crokinole disc that you flick and have to do like bounce shots with? Or do you want a plastic track and a plastic ball with sand in it that you have to do like spin tricks on? They're both, all of them are dexterity games. I like Pitch Car. A lot. You do. Uh, you, own, <laughs> you own a lot of Pitch Car. I think I have three base games. Yeah. And, and expansions. I have the all wazoo. the expansions except the newest one because I just haven't bought it right, yet. Right, right. And I think I have multiple copies of a couple of the expansions. Yeah. Because you can make some really ridiculous tracks if you have more Which track I've seen pieces. you do. Yeah. I've oh, seen yeah. you do. And you are also trying to make your own Mario Kart version of Pitch Car. Yes, which is done. I just need to hit print on some of those files. Right. Uh, all the rules are done. Um, how would you describe Pitch Car other than just as a dexterity flicking game? Because you don't like it as much as I do. I don't dislike do. it. I'm just lazy. So when I play a game, I yeah, want to sit down. you don't want to stand up. Um, and it requires a lot of standing up and moving. So I do like it. Um, I'm also uh, extremely bad at it. So... It is a fun game, though, and um, I have never played it that everybody doesn't enjoy it. Yeah. So, and I also enjoy watching you and my husband um, get really competitive with it, and watching the two of you figure out different weird ways to set up the track (laughs) is hilarious. I think it's kind of like, so many of you might remember the 80s and the 90s when everybody would set up. Are you talking about slot cars? No, I was thinking, I, I was thinking about like setting up. Like the epic like Hot Wheel tracks. Oh, yeah. And it kind of reminds me of like the epic Hot Wheel tracks only with discs. Hmm. Um, okay. It kind of it's just I mean it's not that, but it just kind of you the, the tracks that you set up just remind me of those so much. 
And so it reminds me a little bit of that only with like rules. <laughs> you know, you have yes. to have specific yes. rules on how you do this. Okay. So, you know, you know, and it's cool. I like it. So you mix some car stuff with some crokinole and some Hot Wheel tracks and you got some, so you got pitch car. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Well, uh, okay. So <laughs> we're really drawing this one out. So let's just, let's not talk as much about some of these things. Loop and Louie is on the list because it technically has an airplane. It's a children's game. It's a drinking game. Yeah. There's a, there's a guy, he's in a little plastic airplane. He's on a spinner. He spins, he dive bombs. You got to like hit him with a flapper. This game cannot be described. If you don't know what Loop and Louie is, just watch a video. Um, but I really like this game. I think it should be on every list. I'm yeah. 3D printing an adapter that will let me make an eight player. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be it's going to be really great. I don't know if the game's even available in print. It was a Toys R Us exclusive for a while when it was brought back. I think it's still available in Canada. Good yeah. luck. Yep. All right. Formula D. I've not played that one. Oh, it is a racing we, I mean, simulation. We've talked about it before, yeah. so... Uh, at some point you will. Yeah. We're gonna, I mean, we'll eventually play it. We're going to eventually we're going to do our Grand Prix. I don't think I'm doing a 10 by 10 next year. It's just going to yeah. be too, too much. Um, OK, what is Russian Bash? Is that that programming game? So it's the one that the wacky kind of, racers. It's like wacky racers meets Mario Kart. Yeah. And a board. It's really fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. I really like it. Red glove. It's a red glove. Um, oh, I, yeah. I've played this. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. much fun. I really like it. Um, I really need to buy it. And I just haven't. I can't remember who of our friends has it. John, maybe our mm, friend John maybe. might own it. It's a really fun game. Oh, the yeah. best way I can Quick, describe simple, fun it. Fun publishes it. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the best way I can describe it is kind of wacky races meets Mario Kart. Did you know that this is set in the same world as games such as Voodoo and Gods with a Z and the Super Fantasy series? Well, because Red Glove. It was it's yeah. a Red Glove game. So yeah. Yeah. Um Well that's cool. While we're on this topic of 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 wacky races, I just want to mention that Simon two days ago announced that they are making a wacky races board game. Yep. Uh, it'll be on Kickstarter. It'll have 500,000 add on minis. If you want Penelope pit stop, you have to extra pledge uh, 400 more dollars. Um, you can get Muttley, but he costs a thousand dollars and he's, he's only available. There's only two of them available. So you have to be one of the first people to pledge. So he's making all that up, but um, I am really excited about that because wacky races, but anyway, um, moving on. Um, Downforce. I've played that. It's another like programming type racing game. That's super fun. It was a remake of an older game, Daytona 500. Oh, um, okay. I don't know. Did Jared, did you ever play like the old Daytona 500, um, racing game? No, um, I did not. I don't know. Did restoration games yes. make it? Okay. It's a really fun game. I think what you had there was the overseas publisher. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, Downforce is a really fun game. And uh, I played it with our friends Larry and Megan um, a while back. And it's, I really enjoyed it. Oh, it re-implements Top Race. Okay. Yeah, all of their, oh my gosh, which is another. Um, all of their games are updates to of older previous games. games. Yeah, like yeah. they've got Fireball Island coming yeah, out, which that. is an update that. to Fireball Island. Yeah. 
Um, it's a really fun game. I, I, it's, it's odd that I'm not into racing at all, but I actually enjoy a lot of these, these racing games. So it is, that is weird. Yeah. It's super weird. So yeah, yeah. I can't explain that, but I, I feel the same way. I'm not into hospitals at all, but hospital <laughs> board games. Right. Right. I don't ever want to go to a hospital. No, no. Hospitals but, uh, are super depressing. So I can't believe you put a Spielworks game on here. That's crazy. I did. Yeah, you did. North American Railways. Yeah, well, it's because it was reprinted by our friend Rick, mm-hmm. uh, Flying Lemur Games. Yep. And uh, North, so that's North, North American Railways. Which this is, is a midweight a, euro. So I was just, I'm just surprised that you. I don't mind midweight or light euros. Okay. I don't like heavy euros at it, all. I would say it's it's mid leaning towards heavy. Yeah, it's. What one day we should explain what all these things mean to people that don't know what euro games mean. I think yeah. we've done that. Maybe we've like gotten into early. it probably a little bit. Yeah. Um, it is a little bit mathy. I I haven't had a chance to play like a full playthrough. I mean, it's of a it. stock. It it's is a stock game. It is, and I haven't had a chance to play a full playthrough of it because I just haven't had time um, since I brought it back from uh, Dice Tower Con. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of bidding. Yeah, it is. I've sat down and like read all the directions and like looked at all the components. Oh, you mean all of the <laughs> the stocks? <laughs> um. So yeah, I haven't had a chance to really play through it yet, but. Um, yeah, you'll have to let me know because I, I, well, how about you just sit down and play it with me? Sure. I I have watched someone play this game and I said, Whoa, uh, I can't watch this game being played because I don't know what's going on. I think you'll like it. I probably Um, will. I think, I think my husband husband will, yes. Will really like it. Yes. He loves any economy games. He does. Oh, there's a stock market mechanic in this game. It's my favorite game. Yeah. He'll, he'll really like it. And you know, honestly, even if I don't, I don't know if I'll super love it. I think I will like it. Okay. Because I, I tend to like railway themes. Mm -hmm. So that might save it for me. Um, my husband will really like it. And the fact that you guys enjoy it, I'll get some enjoyment out of the fact that you guys like it. Um, but if you like, you know the the railway theme and if you enjoy euro games at all and if you like something that gives you an economy at you know lets you you know manage an economy stuff then this game is going to be for you so and it's just come back into print um with flying lemur games so check it out yeah and if you listened to all that and said wow that sounds really boring i was with you when you said train stuff but then after all that i just white noise cult express uh, there it's you a go. train robbing game. It's a train <laughs> robbing game. And you actually get to build like this 3D. Yeah, there's, a, there's a whole train, like a real. I mean, it's not real. It's a 3D like train made out of like really nice chipboard. And um, and there's a DeLorean. The, you can get a DeLorean. Actually, find you can find them on like uh, eBay pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get a DeLorean so that you can actually like do the back to the future scene. So that's like a thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a train robbing game. Oh, what's um, this? It's pretty awesome. So yeah, Cult Express is. Would you, would you call it oh. kind of a programming game? It is a programming yeah. game. Um, I I just found this. Um, there's some uh, some kind of expansion situation happening with Cult Express that. Uh, I'm not, I don't understand what I'm looking at here, but I think it makes it so that you can, it, it adds bots to the game. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there's like an Weird. AI component. That's interesting. interesting. All right. Um, but yeah, Colt Express is a train robbing game. It has a 3d train thing. You have to move up and down. Uh, you, you move your meeple with the, the, the movement cards. Yeah. There's, okay. 
it's I mean it's it's play it's fun. It's yeah. really fun. It's really light. It is, and it's one that you can play with family. Yes. So yeah, and actually, and I would recommend it. I would recommend it yeah, to it's casuals. A great, it, yeah, it's de- it's a great family game. You can play it with non gamers, and it's going to appeal to non gamers because when you get this three D train out, they're going to be yes. like, "Oh my god, what is that?" So yeah, Cold Express. You know what um, game does not appeal to casual gamers? Um, this at is going to be another economy game. Oh boy. This is going to oh, be one that boy. I will play with you, but I probably will not enjoy yeah. this one Did at you, all. Have you, after we're done recording, I'm going to let you hold the box. Oh, it's super heavy. Oh, I've read about God. it. Oh, my God. It's so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Container. Uh-huh. That game came out 10 years ago. It is a super, super, super great game. It is a pick-up-and-deliver game with a strong economy theme. Mercury Games put out the 10th anniversary edition and it's huge. Everything is huge. The container ships that it comes with are like nine inches long. They have little resin, actual container shipping things that you put on the ships. It is super overproduced. It is one of the most overproduced games I have ever, ever seen. The game itself, the rules are simple. It's super easy to teach. But it is a heavy game. Board Game Geek says that it's a three out of five for complexity. I'd say it's like a four, four out of five, because the rules are simple, but the actual strategy is woof. Yeah. Woof. Um, I, I fear that I will probably, that game will probably be like real tough for me, um, but I will play it because it's another one that I'm sure that my husband and you will both like. It'll be right in your jam. So, yep, I will be right in there. Okay. Uh, I was writing a note to John D because I'm, I thought that she was talking about a different game. What game are you talking about here? Which one did you, is this... Is this the stab your friend in the boat with yes. the little, with the boats, with yes. the actual boats or yes, the card yes. game? The boats. Okay. Then that is with an S. Lifeboats okay. with an S. Yes. Yes. You, oh, get out of here. There's a, there's a bug in here because I left the door open. You, uh, you, you were in a shipwreck. Yes. There are. Not enough lifeboats, so the people that need the boats, all of the lifeboats have holes in them. They are leaking. You have to th- throw, throw some people, people out. out of the boat. Uh, you want to end a friendship. <laughs> you want to play this game. <clears throat> well, I like backstabby games. Um, usually, I play. I get to play. If I buy a great backstabby game, my friends will play it with me one time, and then people will never play it with me again. Yeah. I have one that I really love, and people won't play it with me. So this anyway, game, this is I one have of not gotten games. to play this one. I don't own this one. Oh well, well, Johnny, let me tell you. So I bought this game. I took it to Geekway, 2011. I don't know. Uh, it never made it home with me. Oh jeez. <laughs> I don't know. 2012, 2013. I don't know. I took it with me. It never made it home, so I had to buy another copy off eBay. But I got it for a really great price. It's been out of print for a while. Um, it's from 1993. It is a pure negotiation game. There's no mm. randomness here. You know, like in Survivor where everybody like, OK, well, you did something really crappy two episodes ago. So we're voting you off the island. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's that. Yep. So I think I would like this game. 
There's been a boating accident, and a ragtag group of six lifeboats is trying to make it to one of several islands just over the horizon. Here's a spoiler for you. Only one of those boats is going to make it. Yep. And you want to be on that boat. Yep. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people playing this game. My, I've seen a couple of different people, probably you every single time at Comic Quest, yeah. playing this game. And it always looks like a lot of fun, and somebody always gets really mad. So you want to vote for what boat moves, because only one boat's going to move. You want to vote for who to kick off the boat because one of the boats is going to spring a leak. And if that boat has the maximum number of people in it, well, somebody's got to go to the sharks. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 cutthroat. It is super cutthroat. But man, it's so good. So let me try that again. Such a good game. Yep. Okay, well, I guess we talked about um, all of the things that we want to talk about. So until next time. No. <laughs> okay, so Gen Con is now. Well, I mean, Gen it starts Con tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. So. Well, it actually, it's not, for us, it's not tomorrow, but for you, it's tomorrow when you listen. Right. I mean, this, we're recording this. This isn't live. No, but it starts. For, okay, this. <laughs> it's fine. They know what's happening. They know. They understand. They know that this isn't live. They know we've recorded this. Then the day that this comes out, Gen Con is tomorrow. Yes. Unless you're going to trade day, in which case Gen Con is today. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the games coming out of Gen Con that we're excited about. Yes. Or games that technically might, might they might be a little bit available, yes. but these are these games that are officially officially being released or at least limited releases at Gen Con. Like, for example, one of these games, if you pre-ordered it on their website, you got it like two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Or some of these are from Kickstarter and you may have already gotten them, but this is the first time they're going to be available. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I don't know what this first one is. This was this is all you. What oh, is this? So this one I, is really, really cool. It's called Monster Crunch. And I don't know if you just clicked on it. Breakfast battle game. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's right. What? I knew. Is this licensed? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How cool is this? What? (laughs) Okay, let's talk about what what happened here. I clicked on this link. I was like, what the heck is this? And all of a sudden there's fruit fruit (laughs) and booberry. Yes. And uh, the the other thing. Okay, here's there's a list. There's a list. Count chocula. Yummy mummy. Frankenberry, yeah. But like Fruit Brute, who even cares about Fruit Brute? Every like every couple of years, they'll they'll re-release these cereals just for Halloween. Frankenberry. And there's never Fruit Brute. And I don't know why. Count Chocula. Like Count Chocula. They, they re-release Count Chocula. They re-release uh, Frankenberry. Booberry. I don't. Yeah, Booberry maybe, but they don't re-release Fruit Brute. No. Because that's cereals. <laughs> okay. So what the heck is this, Jondi? <laughs> It is a what fast. What is this? Is this coming out of Gen Con? Yes, it's coming out of Gen Con. What is it? So <laughs> it's a card game. It's a card game. It's a uh, fast-paced game of luck and strategy, where players collect as many cereal cards in their bowls as they can. Each monster what? has special powers to give you an advantage to help you gobble up the most cereal. My favorite part of this is that the box that it comes in looks like a cereal box. It does. It totally does. You get milk tokens to combine like your cereal cards to take bigger bites. I mean, seriously, as soon as I saw this game, I didn't even care if it was going to be a good game. I have to have this game. Seriously, I don't care if it's a good game. I will own this game. 
Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I knew, I, you're not wrong. I know. I knew Jared would wrong. be excited as soon as he saw this. Man. You have to have this too, ah, don't you? Ah, crap. <laughs> so I have, I have a problem where if there's like a limited edition cereal or a limited edition Oreo flavor, I have to buy it right. and try it. I knew as soon as you saw Monster Crunch <sighs> that you would have to buy this. Man. So this is like if they made an Oreo card game or something. Right? And it was like special Tide Pod Oreo or whatever. I know. Card game. So, so I will be giving you money and I'm going to be like, go get Monster Crunch for me. Uh, great. Okay. Yep. Well, great. So what's the next one, Jared? Uh, King Domino is getting an expansion. So I know some of you are like, they, they, that already happened. Queen no. Domino already came that, out. That wasn't an Queen expansion. Domino's not an expansion. It's a complete different yes. game. Yes. Um, this was announced like the same day that they announced that Queen Domino was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, King Domino, Age of Giants. So here's the problem that I have with this. I have the giant version of King Domino. Right, right. This expansion will not be coming out in the giant size, according so to the guy right that I now. talked out at Origins. Yeah. Well, I talked to someone at their booth, one of their like not just a volunteer, like an actual employee of the company. He was mm-hmm. like. Oh, well, we don't have plans to do that, except he said it in a French accent. I'm not going to try a French accent because that's rude, racist for me because I'm American. But, you know, Blue Orange, here's the deal. Um, Why not? Why not? I mean, if you have all these people that only have the giant version of your game, um, they can't buy the not giant version of your expansion and play the two together. So, technically... You probably could. You can. You can play it with Queen Domino. Oh, well. This expansion technically requires either King Domino or Queen Domino. I don't want to play Queen Domino. You can play King Domino with the Queen Domino components. You don't have to play with all the extra crap. You don't have to play with like the uh, money, the taxation. You don't have to play with any of that. But why would you want to play small King Domino if you right? have big King the Domino? Giant one, um, I mean, uh, I like... I like I have the small King Domino and I'm fine with it. But if you have the big one, why would you want to play the small? Right. But anyway, so King Domino Age of Giants. Yeah, it adds some new domino um, patterns. Uh, It adds some giant tokens. It adds components to allow a fifth player, which, again, if you have Queen Domino, technically you can make that happen already. Um, Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Of course you are. So the new the new type has like giant footprints. That's the new domino. Um, and then you you know you had like a, a giant tier. Yeah, hi, meow meow. Um, the art in King Domino is always amazing. It's always really super funny. Yeah, it's it's cool. I love I love the art's really fun. Um, it's got giants on it. Um, you know, and there's because it's giants and they're funny guys at blue orange, you know, there's going to be some, some jokes. Like one of the tiles has, um, one of the giants wrestling a dragon and that's pretty cute. One of them is juggling, uh, vegetation. So I'm going to buy it. I'm just mad that there's not a giant edition, but what I'm not mad about is that Sagrada. Yes. The expansion is being released to yeah. the general public. I'm really excited about this because we often end up with a fifth player yeah. when we sit down and play board games. And I really like Sagrada, so I'm very excited that we will be able to play this with five players. Yes. So, yes. and um, I really like, um, I know Daryl Andrews, the designer of Sagrada. He is a great guy. 
So I'm excited that I will be able to play his game more often. Yep. With two new players. Yes. <clears throat> I, I think it adds uh, it adds a new color as well. I want to say it adds a new color. Maybe it doesn't add a new color. Um, it says you can play with up to two extra players. It includes the private dice pool. Oh, the private dice pool boards. Yes, that's new. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't come with a new color. Uh, maybe I Not don't sure. know anything about a new color. Oh, well. Okay, well, um, the fine. Networks. The Networks is More another game that we talk about all the time. I believe we both backed this on Kickstarter. <clears throat> yes. Um, but for those that did not back it on Kickstarter, um, you can get the Networks More Executives. If you don't own the Networks, I suggest that you buy the Networks right now. It's a super fun <laughs> game. Just buy it. Uh, or, you know what you should do also? If you pick this up at Gen Con, you should pick up Teletime, which is a mini expansion that yeah. you put out that yeah. adds a bunch of British TV shows. Yeah. Uh, the base game already has Dr. Dr. Wynn. Is that what it is? Or is it Dr. What? It's a parody of it's Dr. Dr. Who. What. It's Dr. What. <clears throat> so he kind of went with that and made more British parodies. Yeah. Yeah. That replace the uh, season one cards, I think. Pilot yeah. car, I don't know, whatever it adds. The Networks is a really fun game. So if you don't own it and you're going to be at Gen Con, just go over to um, his booth. Formal Ferret. Formal Ferret Games mm-hmm. booth and just get all of the Networks. Tell Gil that we sent you. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, hey, Jared and John D told me to come get this game. Yep. And he, at first he'll be like, uh, who? He knows who, oh. John, he knows who John D is. <laughs> he, he knows who I am. He just doesn't. He, he doesn't know my name. He always forgets my name. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, definitely get all of the networks. It's yeah. a really, really fun game. I own it. You own it. Cat owns it. There's no reason for that. Yeah. John well, owns our it. friend John owns it. Out of all of the people in our group that would play the game. We all, we all own, own it. it. We all own it. So that speaks to how good the game is. I mean, the game's fantastic. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Basically, you're playing. Um, each of you runs your own cable <laughs> cable access network. Oh, yeah. And you're trying to um, put the right shows into the right network slots and um, their time slots. And they're all just like cable access TV shows. And you're trying to upgrade them to slightly better ones and put ads into those slots and these silly actors into the slots. And it's yeah, just it's they're a all really, funny. They're all really funny. And it's just it's a good time. So, okay. get the game. well, Daryl Andrews, you've done it again. Yep. City of Gears. Yes, City of Gears. And it's another Daryl Anders <clears throat> game. And the dude is like on fire. He really is. I, I don't know for sure, but I believe at Origins he probably signed like five new games. Probably. I mean, he's always signing. I and mean, he's he's just a he's on fire, man. Yeah. Oh, he really yeah. is. He's 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 a great guy and he's brilliant. He's a brilliant designer. Oh, yeah. And he's got a lot of hats. He does. He's almost always wearing a hat, like a baseball yeah. cap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so John D, what is City of Gears? So this was I remember when it was on Kickstarter and I missed I missed it on Kickstarter, yeah. unfortunately. But um I remember the board being really, really cool. Mm-hmm. But it is it's a steampunk game, which I usually pass on, honestly. I usually pass on steampunk stuff because I'm really over the whole steampunk thing. But this one really caught my attention. It's a worker placement and area control. And it's got take that. It's got take that and it's also like an engine building thing. Mm-hmm. So it's got a little bit of all the things that I enjoy in a game because I like engine building, I like worker placement. I could take your leave area control. And Gray Fox is putting this out at yes. Gen it's first at, available. Yeah, okay. it's going to be the first time it's available. Okay. I was looking at it, they had it at Dice Tower Con just so you could look at it and it is just a beautiful beautiful game. 
uh, the components just turned out really well. Cool. So, yeah, definitely go. I mean, I can't speak highly enough of Daryl Anders and his designs. Well, and Chris and, Letter. And Chris Letter. And, you know, Gray Fox always puts out fantastic games, in my opinion. And their components are always top notch. Oh, yeah. So this game, I think, will be a win. So cool. go get it. Um, what? What's this, John D? This game came out a long time ago, didn't it? Um, this is the first time it's going to be available. It, it, it came out. It was a Kickstarter. Yeah. This will be the first time oh, it's right, actually available. Oh, right, because I picked up my Kickstarter pledge at Origins. Yes, but it, yes. they did not have it actually available. They didn't have enough yes. to sell. That's right, because yes. you went over there and they said, we don't have any to sell. We might have one tomorrow. Yeah, and I want <laughs> and I want, I want want to pick up the, the gold edition. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think the plastic one is available currently. Yeah, and I want the gold edition. So Dragoon. Dragoon, the Rogue, and Barbarian expansion mm-hmm. um, will be at Gen Con. And I'm hoping to pick up the gold edition because my base game is a gold edition, so I'm not buying the plastic edition. So it increases the player count to four. Uh, it does not add new the dragons. The player count is already four. I'm sorry, six. It, 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 the, the original game was four. Yes. It increases to six. But it doesn't add two new dragons. It adds two new humans, a rogue and a barbarian. Um, and they have a different play style. So it, it makes the game have asymmetrical play. Which uh, I think makes it sound really cool. You know, I don't know. So the, the barbarian is similar in play to the dragons. Uh, the rogue. The rogue's very different. The rogue is very different. But allegedly... There's one more expansion coming, maybe, mm-hmm. according to the... Uh, so I got the collector's box, and there's I room... I also plan on buying the collector's box. There's room in that box for something else. Interesting. So maybe... Maybe not. I maybe do, not. Maybe I it's just plan, an extra spot, but... I plan on buying the collector's box because, you know, I have the gold edition, and I... You know, when you spend that much money on a game, and your pieces are that nice... So the gold edition, they're, all the pieces are plated with precious... Precious metals. Precious metals. And when you spend that much Which money on no a game. There's no reason for it. It's just, it's just it's just awesome. If you're going to have a game about dragons hoarding the gold, yeah. then you should have dragons that are coated with brushed gold. Fair enough. <laughs> you're not wrong. I, I mean, I also have the, the <laughs> fancy version. So, I mean, I feel like um, if I'm going to get the expansion, I want to, I, I like to keep my expansions all in one box when I can. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to move them to something that's going to not really take care of my pieces. Because if I'm going to spend that much money on a game, I'm going to take care of my pieces. So, I want to get the new box. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to get all of it at Genton if they have the gold edition. Okay. Um, I assume... That this is a smirk and dagger game. Roll for your life, Candyman. I assume it takes place in the same universe as Run for Your Life, Candyman. Is this yeah, yeah. So actually, the next few games are all smirk and dagger oh, or okay. smirk and laughter. They kind of hit it out of the ballpark for me. So is this just so. a dice version? Um, yes, it is. So here's a little quick little story for you. My very first introduction to very first time I actually ever went to Gen Con. I believe it was the first year. I discovered the Run for Your Life Candy Candyman game. And I, and I loved it. I th- it's a silly little game, but I thought it was hilarious. And so now this is coming out. And um, it was the very first Smirk and Dagger game I ever 
mm-hmm. ever was introduced to. Um, and so now this role for your life, Candyman, is coming out. And, I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. It's a silly little game, but uh, I want to check it out. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know a lot about it, but I definitely want to check it out. I probably won't have time to check it out, but. Well, the next game we have checked out many yes. times and yes. we're both super excited for it. Totally. And we're both going to buy it. This is going to be one of my day one purchases. And I will be giving you money to oh, pick yeah. it up for me. Yeah. So uh, was it Kerplunk? Is that what we decided it was? Kerplunk? No, well, just the tower part. Is. Right, right. But that's the game. Okay. So if you were a kid in the 80s. You may have played a game called Kerplunk where you pulled these pixie sticks, plastic sticks, whatever. I don't care what they're called. Um, Pickup sticks. Anyway, you pulled them out of this plastic tube and marbles would fall down. Mm -hmm. So, okay, what if that was Cthulhu? Mm -hmm. What if instead of little dumb plastic things, they were awful, awful tentacles? And Mm -hmm. what if instead of marbles fall down and you go, oh, no, um, a, a really bad thing happens? Right, and it's just the tower part because the rest of it is this really, really cool um, dice game that has some really cool mechanics, and I am just beyond excited about this game. So it's a foot tall, three dimensional clock tower, full of marbles and tentacles. Yeah, I'm beyond excited about this game. So um, it's one of those shut up and take my money kind of games that I will be. Giving Jared money and saying, please go pick this up for me on day one. Yep. And I may be willing to do that. So, yeah, the next two games are um, Smirk and Laughter games. Which is their new, um, less backstabby. Yes. Games. And um, more family games. Yes. So the first one is called Before There Were Stars. And the this one, this one and the next one both um, attracted me because of the art. Both of them, the art is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Before There Were Stars is, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a story. It seems like maybe a storyteller type. Yeah, it's dice rolling and storytelling. Yeah, yeah which um, attracts attracted me because I really like the idea of a storytelling kind of dice rolling game. I like dice games to begin with. It's a feel good game. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just like the idea of it and the art is just what really pulls me in. Um, (laughs) sorry about that. So basically the the idea says since ancient times, the twinkling of the heavens inspired people across the globe to create stories that answered the most important questions. Who are we and how did it all begin? Yep. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's just a beautiful game and, you know, dice rolling and storytelling. So, you know, it's just worth checking out. I think I will probably pass on this. Um, I've just got enough of this kind of storytelling game. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, she, she's well, going after the fly. You know, I, I'll have it. But the next so, one, Koi. This one is an absolute, I mean, there. this game is just absolutely beautiful. I, even if I end up passing on Before There Were Stars, I absolutely cannot pass on this one. The, it's well, no, so well, I'm, I'm a little confused because I know there's a take that mechanic in this game, but it's still under the smirk and laughter line instead of the smirk and dagger so the back it it must not be that take that Mm -hmm. um but yeah this is it's a programming game um with koi Mm -hmm. pond and you have to you like you can upgrade your koi pond Mm -hmm. and swim around in a koi pond it also features a solo play Mm -hmm. mode um, where you can outscore like a programmed um, ai opponent which I think is kind of cool if you're into 
um, solo games. But yeah, it's a hand management programming game that apparently does have a take that. Yeah, because you can block uh, you can block people off. You can like put stones in their way and stuff. And I don't know. But it's one of those games where as soon as I started seeing the um, the cover art for it, I was like, oh, what's that? What's that? That's really pretty. What's that? So, um, yeah, it looks really great. I'm not sure that I'll end up getting before there were stars. I want to look at that one, but I'm absolutely sure that I'm going to be getting Koi. So. Yeah. Um, I already have the next one here. Um, OK, so short story here. Uh, a younger child and her father redesigned Scythe to feature My Little Pony characters. Well, we've talked about this yes. on the podcast before. Hasbro, it, it was it was pitched to Hasbro. Hasbro said, no, thanks. We're not interested in that, which makes sense because a four year old, which is the target audience for My Little Pony, is not going to be able to wrap their heads around some of the mechanics in Scythe. I understand why Hasbro said no. So Stonemaier Game said, OK, no problem. And made their own characters based on the pets of their friends and family. And here it is now, My Little Scythe. And it's cool. It's real great. John D. watched me play it on the floor. I did. (laughs) Until I decided to leave to go eat um, hot dogs at one o'clock in the morning. But honestly, I, I will play this one over regular Scythe any day. You know, I will too. As much as I love Scythe and as great of a game as it is. This one's better. This is so much more fun. It is. Because there's less going on. There's less you have to worry about. It's dumb because it's... they're cute little animals. But man, I, I, I like it more than I like regular scythe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, because it's cute and <laughs> you don't have to think quite as much and you can get other people more interested in it. Yeah. And yeah, I I want this. I don't really have an opinion about these next two. I've seen both of them. Yeah. Um, I am super excited about both of these. I, I demoed one of these at Origins because they had one set up. I don't remember which one it was because I don't remember you? which one is which. Which one is the one that has the the tape, the the grid and stuff happens? That is Robotech Ace Pilot. That's yes. Yes. That's the dice one. I've looked at this one. I've so, played this one. I played a demo. It was OK. I'm really excited about that. that's uh, the one. I'm the okay. most. I mean, I'm really excited about both of these. So we're talking about two. There's actually three Robotech games coming out. The first two um, are going to be available at Origins. The third nope, one will G- or at Gen Con. There you go. <laughs> um, the third one <laughs> will just be fault. getting demoed at Gen Con. Okay. okay. Um, so I didn't put that one on here. But um, so Robotech Ace Pilot is a dice game where the dice are the you roll the dice and there will be like these. Um, there's, there'll be like a grid. It's like pattern recognition. It's like a p- pattern recognition game where you're using the dice to like beat the the things in the pet in the in the grid the zentradi the zentradi yes yeah you're trying to beat the zentradi in the grid um and so you have to beat each thing in the grid like a certain number of times in order to basically um win the game but it's really i think it's kind of it's fairly unique it's not that you haven't ever seen that exact same thing i think it's just in that in that exact way you haven't seen the exact same thing you've seen different aspects of it before in other games but not in this exact combination and i think it's a really cool game and it's somewhat unique and i am looking forward to it a lot because i love 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 robotech and i can't wait to get this one um this is one of my definite purchases at gen con 
Now the next one, I don't, I don't know. I know it's being published by Japanime or like co-published by Japanime. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know anything about it. Well, Robotech, we watched attack on the attack on the. We SDF. watched a video for this one from yes. Gamma. Yes. Um, this is the big board game that they're gonna that they're doing. So this one, you, I believe it is going to have different, if I remember right, it's going to have different scenarios that you can play through. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's going to be like area movement and it's cooperative play. I remember that much about it. Um, I'm sure it's been since what, April, since we watched the. Oh, maybe. You know what? If I go and I look at it, it, this is a Maybe. The other one, the dice one, it just didn't do anything. For, like, it was fine. For, yeah, see, the dice one but, is, is 100% a yes. And Robotech, the attack on the SDF, is a definite yes for me. I don't know that it's going to be a Gen Con yes. Okay. I may be ordering it later. Pick it up later. Um, sure. I will definitely be owning both of these games. It's just I can only do so much at Gen right, Con. Right, right. Um, but I will absolutely be owning both of these Robotech games. Because a they're Robotech, and I do remember watching the videos and thinking I will absolutely want to play both of these, um, because both of them kind of the Robotech and Attack on the SDF kind of to me looked like it kind of will give you the feel of actually playing, like being in the Robotech world, and you actually get to build like a big um, SDF one. So that part of it was really exciting for uh, me. It's called Macross. Um, if you watch the Japanese <laughs> version, it absolutely is. You are correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm excited about both of these games. Okay. Much. Well, I don't know. Uh, what is this? Maiden's, Maiden's Quest. Quest. I'm excited. It's a WizKids about this. game. It is a WizKids game. Um, it you, was, can, you can play it. It doesn't require table. It does not. Okay. Well, I mean, it does, but we are going to be trying to play it in the car. Um, it was designed by a friend of mine, um, Ken Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming out the third Ken Shannon, the third, um, you can play one to five players. Um, so I watched him talk about this on twist gaming. I watched the end of his pitch about it. Um, and it sounds really cool to me. Um, you are basically you, it's kind of, it's, it's not, I will admit it's not the most accessible game in the world, but it's, it's definitely a gamer's kind of game. It's not a game that you're going to teach to a non-gamer or, or a non... Somebody that's never played games before and they're just going to be like, oh, cool, I totally want to play this. Mm. Um, I don't know. It seems like a gimmick to me. I think, I think it looks like a really fun game. But... Well, you're going to be playing it. Yes, I'm going to be playing. So I'm going to be purchasing it. have to let me know. Yes, I, I am going to be purchasing this game. I will also be playing it on the way to Gen Con. Um, you do build your deck ahead of time and then play the game um, right. with, the, with the pre-built deck. Yeah. Um, it takes, it doesn't take a long time to play from what I've been told. But yeah, you basically, you are a maiden and you don't want, you're tired of, like he said basically, and I'm reading it here too, but yeah, you are a maiden and you are tired of waiting for other people to rescue you. So you're basically like, you know, forget this. I'm going to rescue myself. So I think that's actually kind of cool because you're just like tired of being a damsel in distress. So I like the I, the theme behind it. Um, so you use the cards in your hand to attempt to defeat enemies or obstacles so that part of it i think is what you're referring to as the gimmick 
I don't know. We'll see. I, I, it's, it's it's sort of a new type of game. It is. But, you know, that's fine. Whatever but, people want to play. Um, but yeah, it does say it does that, say no service is required. So you can play while standing in line, getting your morning coffee or while you wait for an appointment. Or you can play in the car like we're going to play. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that's really cool. And yes, I will, we will be playing it in the car on the way to Gen Con. And after Gen Con, we can come back and talk about whatever games that we've purchased yep. and uh, what we saw. And I will be I will have purchased this one and we'll have played it so we can talk about it more at that point. OK, cool. I don't think this is a Gen Con release. Um, it was on the BGG. My understanding list. was that this was going to be released in the fourth quarter of the year. Well, it was on in the BGG. November. It was on the BGG. Well, we'll talk about it anyway. List. Let's talk about it anyway. Okay, so Pandemic, one of my favorite all-time forever for forever games, uh, is getting a tenth anniversary edition that's in a metal thing that you can mount on your wall, like a medicine chest. Yes. It's a hundred dollars. Yep. Um, I'm gonna buy it because it's a Pandemic, and I'm dumb. But wow. I maybe it comes out at Gen Con. I don't know. I'm going to click on pre-order and I'm going to buy it. Oh, are you just going to buy it now? Maybe. Um, I don't know my password. Are you you good enough to have listened to my password and know my password? Hey, that is my password. Okay. Well, it does not have a release date if you buy it from the Asmo Day store. So. Holy crap. Shipping is also a million dollars. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about it. I know that I clicked on the pre-order link and uh, maybe I'll put in my credit card information later, but uh, it comes with plastic figures for all the roles. I assume it's just the base roles from the base game, which kind of sucks. I probably won't ever even open this. Uh, (laughs) Well, I have I have the like this awesome pimped out version. It's not yeah, over there. Do. I realize it's not over there. So I don't know. But it comes in a medicine chest. You can mount it on your wall. Which you will. <sighs> yeah. Okay, well, fine. Whatever. I mean, it was on the BGG um Gen Con pre release. That's fine. Yeah. I'll buy so it. So it I'm, might not be it, Gen Con. No, whatever. But... If it is, if it is, it might be there as like a thing hey, you can look at. Yes. Hey, this is at our booth. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. That's that's possible. Now can we do Kickstarter? Or do you want to do this recipe thing? Let's just do the recipe thing. Okay, so we're going to do something a little different here. We're going to try something here. We're going to try something. If you guys really want to us to keep doing recipes, let us know. But we're thinking that a lot of you We've probably... Begun, we get real busy. I bought a house that I have to fix. I, I bought Johnny's a house Johnny started that, a job that... I, I, yeah. I, I started a job that I'm really busy with, and I still haven't fully unpacked my house that I bought. And we're thinking a lot Let's of Let's talk you- about this house for a second. Hey, can you cut, stop fighting? I don't know what they were doing. Anyway, so we're thinking a lot of you probably um, aren't trying the recipes anyway. Yeah. You just like to listen to us. Johnny and I have a lot of work that we're doing outside of the podcast right now. So we're, so we're thinking cheat. That we're thinking it would be kind of fun anyway to go along with what we do. We always want to talk about food because, you know, we like food. So we're thinking. Uh, I don't. You don't like I food? Hate, no, I hate it. Okay. I don't ever touch the stuff. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so we thought we would just try talking about foods that go well with a theme 
of the episode. Um, if you guys don't like that idea, we can absolutely go back to doing recipes, but let us know. We would like to hear your feedback. Yes. But for this episode, we're just going to talk about foods that go well with this theme. Yeah. This theme being travel uh, and conventions and traveling in general. So I'm saying eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That's no, not just what I have. But no. um, things to travel well. originally well. this said recipe. I don't know, like a banana or something. It and did. then like five question marks. It did. But no, seriously, like fruit travels well with you like an apple or a banana, snack mix, jerky, peanuts. You can't take peanuts on an airplane. Yes, you can. A kid will die. Whatever. You can take peanuts on an airplane. Um, hi, kitty. Um, also, like any, really any kind of finger food that's not messy. Um, things that come in single serve bags. Sandwiches that are in like that you can carry like in a sandwich bag. Things like that. Yeah. All travel really well. So this was a really easy one to start with. But uh, yeah, let us know what you think um, on the whole food we will always talk about food. That will always be a part of our of our podcast. And we're not but. ever going to get rid of recipes. It just might not be. Um, you might not get one every episode unless 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 you tweet it, John D. I was going to get rid of recipes, but we're just not promising them anymore. Yep. Anyway, moving on to Kickstarter. He's been really excited about Kickstarter. Oh, uh, OK. So 100 years ago, when the Internet was first being born from Al Gore's brain, there was a website called HomestarRunner.com. I'm sorry, HomestarRunner.net is .com. On that glorious website, one day, there was a really stupid, really dumb comic. One of the characters gets emails in response to the emails, and there was a drawing of this real cool dragon named Trogdor, the Burninator, which is now a board game. They promised this like two years ago. It's finally here. Trogdor, the board game. You help the beefy armed dragon Trogdor burninate the countryside in this cooperative game of burnination, majesty, and consummate Vs. And if you have no idea what that means, I'm going to put a link to the Trogdor strong bad email in the episode description. Uh, it is a cooperative game where you help Trogdor burninate the countryside. You burninate the peasants. You burninate the thatched roof cottages. <laughs> Johnny has no nothing to say. I don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember Strong Bad. I remember yeah. Homestar. Yeah. So um, the, one of the the base pledge level comes with wooden meeples, but then for like ten dollars more, you get plastic meeples. I'm sorry, not plastic meeples, plastic figures. Also, uh, and then if you like Wormwood for like a bazillion dollars, you can get Wormwood stuff. There's a $200 level. There's a $500 level. There's an $1,800 level. Just depends on how crazy you want all the Wormwood stuff to be. I'm not going to get any of the Wormwood stuff. What? You could you could make like. Uh... Never mind. Yeah. I don't know. I, they, they make amazing quality stuff. You could make absinthe. I just can't you afford have the it. Wormwood stuff. No, the Wormwood Studios. The people that make all the fancy wood. I was trying to make a joke. I know who Wormwood Studios is. Jeez. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, this is a. This is gonna be a cool game. And if you like Homestar Runner, well, guess what? One of the add-ons you can get is the entire population of town as meeples. 
You can get Pom Pom, Strong Sad, Marzipan, Homestar, Coach Z, the Poopsmith, Homsar, Strong Bad, Strong Mad, the Cheat, Coach Z. Did I say Coach Z? I don't know. Bubs. The whole town's here. The whole town. All 12 towns and Homsar. Look, Homestar Runner used to be like my homepage. I, I mean, it wasn't my homepage, but it was. I never watched it, but I do remember it. Man, but um, I don't know. They they tweeted about this a long time ago. Um, but James Ernst from Cheap Ass Games was mm-hmm. the main designer, and then the Brothers Chaps also were part of it. Uh, they don't ship to Antarctica, so. Oh man! Yeah, I know. Bummer. I know, I know. Um, sorry. <sighs> You'll just have to go to a real country. Yep. So, you know, the people that are at the Antarctic. Um, well, they shouldn't be playing board games stations. anyway. What else are you going to do when you're at the Antarctic uh, research station? Is there Pokemon Go in Antarctica? Probably not. Wow. Okay. Well, that's all I got. Um, we'll see you at Gen Con if you see us. Come say hi. Um, you can be like a guy last year that I've never seen before in my life that just walked by me and said, "Hey man, I really like your podcast," and then walked away. And Were I was you like, your what? "I wasn't. I wasn't. I was wearing my like Squirtle button-up shirt." And I was like, "I don't know who you are, man. Oh, I've well, never I mean, seen you before." I mean, I post pictures of you on our I Instagram. Guess. Jeez. Well, okay. Well, that's it for me. Me too. So until next time, you can eat chit and dice. Good night, everybody. is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international. I think we ran really long. Oh, we did, but you know what? That's fine. It was only uh, like an hour and 15 minutes. What is oh, this? that's not that bad. What is this? So this Wacky Racers thing, like legit, what is what is going on here? What, with the Simon thing? Yeah. Because when I click on the link that you put in here, it says that the page was not found. Um. <laughs> well, just look at press. Click on press. Click on press. And then uh-huh. click on the one that says Wacky Races. Where? Oh, it's down here. Okay. Um, man. I don't know. There's no pictures of anything. There's just the... Just picture of the box. Yeah, and I'm not going to read this whole press release that's like, Time Warner Television is proud to... Team up I already with read the Simon to release this game. I already read the whole thing. Time Time Warner Television is a okay. Yeah, actually, about Warner Brothers consumer products. Warner Brothers consumer products, a Warner Brothers entertainment. It just company. says it says that it was designed by Andrea uh, Chervizio. And Fabio. Fabio. It races are simple yet strategic as players place cards down, indicating the terrain tiles their racer will move to. Okay, so this might not be like an overly produced miniatures game. Because some of their games are not. It's not. Okay. With the last card played indicating where Dastardly and Muttley will end up. Dick However, Dastardly? 
However, it won't, wouldn't be wacky without a little trouble standing in the way. Racers will need to dodge or negate traps set by Dastardly as he attempts to stay ahead of the pack. <sighs> Racers can choose between... Yeah, it's this is It isn't says be incredible a, miniatures. Where? It's probably not going to be a ton of miniatures, I was overjoyed though. when Warner Brothers trusted us to bring this incredible franchise to the tabletop. For us, it was key to make a game that represented wacky races... With all of its adventure, incredible miniatures, art, and simple rules, it's welcoming probably not to be fans a crap of the ton series of and probably tabletop just gonna gamers have alike. Miniatures to represent the characters. We will it's not see. Be a ton of miniatures. We will see. Penelope Pit Stop is going to be Kickstarter exclusive. Actually, I don't see the superhero guy on the box anywhere. I, I bet he's going to be. It'll be the first Simon game I'll back on Kickstarter ever. <sighs> okay. Well, bye. See you, Jin Con. <laughs>